Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. WebmasterRadio.fm has compressed thousands of podcasts and all of our radio shows into the ultimate internet marketer's knowledge base. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, absolutely free and now available for iPhone and Android users. Listen to our live broadcast at the push of a button or access our complete archive of shows past and present like SEO 101, Affiliate Buds, The Shoe Money Show, The Daily Searchcast, and so much more. Download it from the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store today. Welcome to Domain Masters, the longest running podcast where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. We discuss domains from many different perspectives, including the legal rights of owners and trademark holders, domain values, and monetization strategies. We show you how to utilize domains to drive traffic to your business so you can gain favorable search engine rankings. We discuss power tools of the trade with the power players of the industry every week right here on Domain Masters. Please welcome your host. The following is an encore segment of Domain Masters. Welcome back to Domain Masters, where you learn to be the master of your domain. I'm your host, Victor Pitts, and you're listening to Domain Masters on webmasterradio.fm. Let me tell you a little bit about our guest tonight. Brett Burry is the president and founder of Tuberu Internet Marketing and also uh, CorporateInternetStrategy.com. Subaru provides internet marketing and website development services to its corporate and small business clients. Brett Burry is also a domainer and a president of Domain Licensing Corporation, a domain monetization and development company that manages a portfolio of 3,000 generic domain names. In addition, Brett is also an attorney licensed to practice law in California. We had Brett on Domain Masters back on August 19th of this year. Uh, in order to discuss domain development tools, tips and techniques, and alternative monetization solutions. So I want to welcome back to Domain Masters, Brett. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thanks a lot for having me. Uh, Brett, on the on the last time we had you on, we kind of closed the show with an introduction of, of tonight's theme. And just to kind of reacquaint to not only you but also our listeners and what that theme is about, um, we we told them at that point we were going to be discussing uh, enterprise corporate-level domain management, acquisition, and planning services. That's That, in a nutshell, is what it's all about. And, and essentially what this topic deals with is the understanding of the value of domain names, assets for SEO, uh, IP protection, 
domain management mergers and acquisitions, uh, systematic drop in auctioning monitoring for corporations, and moving the entire domain name management service uh, into a product uh, planning, development, and initial marketing efforts for all kinds of corporation goods or, or services. So without, uh, with that in mind, let's kind of get into the, uh, the, the nut of tonight's uh, show. Um, I read on your website. Uh, I went. I went to the Two Brew website, as I invite the, our listeners to do as well. Tubrew.com, um, and I read on your website that uh, you, you, you indicated that many times uh, corporate acquisitions, products, and brand transactions take place without regards for the ramifications of internet search engine rankings, historical bookmarkings, and valuable links. Developing a plan which includes the Internet merger acquisition strategy can help to maintain intangible uh, Internet value of the recently purchased assets. And you indicate that your company provides guidance on how to best maximize those intangible assets, especially at times when uh, corporate acquisitions and website uh, consolidations. Uh, and you also help clients to avoid the loss of Internet value that often occurs with mass consolidation of multiple web presences onto a single web presence. So. With with that you know set that stage kind of set, please uh, you know share with us. Give us some examples of what can go wrong. Well, uh, my experience is, uh, I guess, dates back several years. I mean, as a domainer, I've recognized the value of domain names you know, since the late '90s. However, my clients uh, they they value the trademark they have in their brand name. Uh, not necessarily the generic description of that product or service that that trademark represents. So consequently, they they don't um, take the time or, or have the procedures or the, or the processes in place to, to take account of those things. So just uh, for example, uh, I've had a client within the past year has bought uh, a couple of new products from a, a competitor. It was just a, a, not really a merger, but they acquired some new products. And so they uh, they take these products. Each product has its own domain name for that particular generic, and each one of those things has backlinks. They have SEO value. People have linked to them, but in, in order to kind of consolidate those into the, the larger corporate shell that they've that they've become a part of, those sites uh, the backlinks just got trampled on with no value. Now, now I don't actually manage that aspect of, of their particular business, but in hindsight, had we known that the acquisition was going to take place and that the merger, we could have uh, pre-planned that particular uh, aspect, that particular acquisition to take advantage of those backlinks and not use that SEO value. So what? furthermore, that, that same transaction, uh, subsequent to them having acquired those domain names, I started hunting for some generic domain names that would complement those goods or services. And what I found was the perfect name that describes uh, it's actually a disease uh, that uh, that their product targets uh, was actually owned by the former owner but was not a part of the transaction so what happened was is that they bought the the products but they didn't take the time to figure out what other intellectual property assets that the uh, the uh, selling corporation had and uh, so consequently they missed out on those now i brought that to their attention they they were able to get the transfer with no problem but had that name dropped or had that name been sold or, or was part of another package uh, that would have been a really valuable asset that generic term that described the uh, disease was the name of the disease uh that the product they bought would have not been theirs. So there are little little things like that that uh, corporations should be 
made more aware of and should take into account. And what we've decided to do or what we're trying to do is to provide this enterprise-level uh, domain management strategy for, for our clients, meaning that uh, a lot of times, you know, historically, uh, my clients will say, can you get such and such domain name that might be good for, uh, for us helping market our goods or services? Well, if that name's not available or that name was too expensive at some point in time historically, they bring it off the table and never revisit that issue or that, that particular transaction again. They, uh, and so what we're trying to do is to teach them about the drops by telling them that you know between fifty and seventy thousand domain names drop every day, and get them in the process of either uh, utilizing our drop monitoring services, which we we pull in about uh, I guess it's around three hundred fifty thousand domains uh, every week into. Uh, um, our database, and then we cycle through those searching for the keyword combinations that appeal to our clients or things that they might want to add to their domain portfolio. So what we're trying to educate is, I guess, all of our clients is that, that that's a possibility, that something that was not available historically is avail- may be available now or something that's very similar to that. And the prices, I mean, you know what's happened to the, uh, you know, the, the aftermarket. You can pick up things for, for the registration fee that are actually really valuable, uh, maybe not for a PPC-type uh, domainer or somebody who wanted to put a microsite on that. But when you think about that I'm the corporation that actually owns that good or service that I would end up buying uh, search engine advertising for uh, every one of those clicks saves me, you know, the value of, you know, one, two or three dollars that it might be on Google's uh, keyword tool. So it's really a valuable way for them to not only uh, gain those things and keep those assets from their competitors, but to also, you know, direct those clicks or direct that traffic to their own product because they're the main beneficiary of, of what would have been uh, somebody else's affiliate program or or somebody else's PPP site or PPC site. Well, we, so so we understand then, you know, when you acquire um, when you acquire an existing domain names that had websites and they have all kinds of uh, existing SEO benefits with, uh, you know. We have backlinks that are pointed to that from from trusted sites, and we've done a lot of of uh, shows on domain masters talking about you know SEO and and how all that you know plays together and the strength of the domain name and the strength of the website and how page rank and everything uh, builds uh, the trust factor of a domain and increases its relevancy and increases its traffic. Um, and and that you you indicate that you just can't go and start redirecting things. Um, without taking into consideration what's there, initially, you know, already there, else all that gain, all that benefit, all that uh, the plus sides of of that acquisition, uh, from as far as the domain names and websites are concerned, could all go by the wayside if if not done correctly. Is that correct? Exactly. There, there's there's an inherent value in the historical aspect of those links. Uh, just as another anecdotal example, I've got a client that has a website that's existed pretty much unchanged since 2003. When you type in the keyword, that site pulls up to the top of the list, and there are literally hundreds of thousands of other uh 
sites, you know, uh, Google hits or, or results that are returned for that particular word. They have done nothing with it for that period of time. It, it's the historical value. That same client has other sites which are newer, which are full of more keywords, which are full of more content, uh, and technically should be able to march to the top and surpass that older site. However, it hasn't happened. So not only is it uh, it's an aptly named site with, you know, good you know, good keyword term in the in the URL, but there's some value that's in that historical aspect of that domain name and the many backlinks that uh, that go to that. And so, what I what we try to do, and what I try to tell my clients is that maybe if you have a site that has thousands of links, then it doesn't make sense to redirect those that many things. But you might take uh, the eighty twenty. Let's say that you know your top one hundred links that you have, and make sure that those redirect to something that's relevant and you just don't trample that historical value and end up losing that ranking uh, because it seemed um, expedient at the time to bring things into what is a, a new corporate shell or a new content management system uh, that you don't want to ignore that and that you need to factor in that particular intangible value, which I should say it's probably not even that intangible. If you with the Google Keyword Tool, if you could see what kind of traffic is coming into those old links and what you might have to pay for that traffic uh, if you had to buy it through a search engine marketing rather than just organic search, you can put a price tag on it and it makes it uh, uh, visible to them to say, hey, that that's uh, not only a good idea, it's a no-brainer had we just been aware that we would have uh, – take advantage of those backlinks and done redirects rather than just to wipe the slate slate clean. Okay. Um, the, you, you also had mentioned in, in the previous uh, setup of the show talking about uh, domain name assets in, in terms of IP protection. Can you kind of expand upon what do you... For, for all of us, what do you mean by IP protection? Um, IP protection meaning intellectual property. Uh, I'm actually an attorney that used to practice intellectual property law. And, and what I found is, is that a lot of times um, – you may have your product name in your in uh, say you have the trademark for it, but you're not actually searching uh, country codes for that same name, or you're not searching uh, foreign uh, trademark offices for that name. A situation has come up recently where uh, one of my clients uh, had. Uh, developed a product, had named that product, had done a U.S. trademark search for that particular product, not found anything having to do with that product, but it turns out uh, in a in a foreign country, there is uh, that domain name is registered, and they sell something that is very similar to the same niche as that particular. Uh, product now had they uh, had they done their research one of two things would have happened they would have changed the name of their product and not relied on that or they would have known that they needed to contact that person it's a very small business but they've just had an issue that they did not check out so what I tell my clients is that you know the trademark is fine but actually the domain name is even more valuable uh, meaning that there are many people who could have a trademark in in the same terminology, but there's only one person that can have the .com domain name. And so their, their focus is on getting the, the trademark for that name, which you may be able to do. There may be something, for instance, there's Apple Records and there's Apple Computer. They both have trademarks on the word Apple. However, they're in different classes and, and technically should not uh, conflict. 
But if the person that has Apple.com, that's what you want to get. The trademark is not as important as that uh, getting that .com name. And I tell them that you know you should never name a product or service that, that you're thinking of developing unless you can get that dot that name in the .com. And if you can spell that domain name, you know, by passing the radio test, meaning that I could say it verbally and then I could spell it. Uh, after having heard it. Right. And so that's what uh, I'm talking about as far as intellectual property protection is uh, not only that the trademark is not the end all, you need to search other countries and other country codes for those, for that word in, uh, in, in different uh, uh, CCTLDs. And, uh, and so that's what we, we, we recommend to our clients. Well, Brett, once again, we want to thank you for contributing your knowledge to this episode of uh, Domain Master. Uh, Brett Burry and Tuberu is, is definitely a valuable resource uh, to the entire Internet community, and, and we're uh, grateful for him participating on tonight's show. Brett, how can listeners uh, contact you directly if they have questions about your services? Uh, you can uh, go to corporateinternetstrategy.com. That's corporateinternetstrategy.com. Take a look at that. That's a consulting site that we put up, particularly for this kind of service that we provide our clients. And our Tubaru company, which is spelled T-O-O-B-A-R-O-O.com, is more of our web development arm. But we're going to do a lot of uh, this consulting under that better name of corporateinternetstrategy.com. But that's how you can contact me. My phone number is on that site. My email, uh, give me a call. I can assist you. Thanks for your time, and thanks for having me on Domain Masters. Right. I really enjoy the show, and it's invaluable as a domainer. I listen to this every week and sometimes uh, repeat the shows if it's particularly interesting. So you're doing a really good job, Victor. Well, thank you very much, Brett. Well- Domain Masters will be back after this short break. Stay tuned. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia, on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD, DVD. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. As a business owner, you labor for the love of it. And you don't always have time to worry about your website. 
With GoDaddy Managed WordPress, you don't have to. Simply create your WordPress site or migrate an existing site. GoDaddy will handle the hosting, setup, backups, and security. And keep your site running at blazing speed so you can share your passion with your customers online. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter code MANAGED to get managed WordPress for $1 a month, plus a free domain. Some limitations apply. See website for details. You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the Entrepreneur Effect. On demand anytime. Inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back with more Domain Masters, where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The following is an encore segment of Domain Masters. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Uh, this is Monty Khan, again, your host for this week's edition of Domain Masters. As I mentioned before, I have a very special guest uh, with us tonight, um, uh, Bill Goss uh, from Jacksonville, Florida. Bill happens to be uh, a Moniker customer, a longtime domainer, and has a hell of a history um, uh, in his life. And uh, I thought it would be really interesting to have him uh, online today and in our in our studio to do an interview because... Uh, this guy has experienced uh, quite a bit of things in his life that uh, should apply to everyone else, and uh, and uh, has written a couple books and been on several interviews. I'm I'm one of many, including Howard Stearns and uh, and I guess uh, Ted Nugent as well. Bill, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much, Monty. So um, you got to tell everybody about uh, a little bit about your your interesting life history, and then we'll get uh, right into uh, your experience with domain names and when you and I first met, which was in 1999 via the internet, anyway. And you became a customer of ours, but um, you've gone through quite a lot in your life, um, and I uh, think it's pretty interesting. So I want you to lay out a little bit about uh, some of the some of the history and uh, your life story uh, as you've explained it to people in your book. Sure, I was born and raised in New Jersey, and went to college at University of Arizona. Uh, didn't have any money, so I was a dynamiter in an underground copper mine, six thousand feet under under the earth, and had a cave in. Almost died, quit school, enlisted in the Navy. The Navy, in their infinite wisdom, trained me in underwater explosives. Did that for a couple years. Got out, became, went back to college on the GI Bill, Rutgers, and then got a, uh, became a Navy pilot for the next 15 years. And uh, as a Navy pilot, you were uh, a test pilot, I guess, with the Navy, and uh, test, uh, test piloted several of the newer planes, or? And, uh, no, I wasn't a, was not a test pilot. I get, did get to fly a lot of different planes. Um, I did test one by crashing it, and uh, <laughs> though that was an unintentional uh, crash, and that probably was one of the reasons why I wrote my first book, The Luckiest Unlucky Man Alive. Right, and so that's one of several um, life uh, life and death experiences that you've experienced, I guess. Um, you, uh, When I first heard your story, it was quite interesting, but uh, you've literally experienced death about five times, is that correct? Uh, no, well, death or catastrophe... Approximately 30 times in 30 years. 30 times in 30 years. So tell me a little bit about your most interesting life-death experience, your death experiences here, because uh, there are some interesting ones. Well, there's a lot of very, very funny ones. As a matter of fact, even some of the most serious ones, you know, I, I truly believe that uh, humor is the way to get through anything and everything. And the last three were probably the most serious, the plane crash, where I was in a plane crash of a $65 million brand-new Navy spy plane in Spain. 
It was a jet. Uh, it was a it was a turbojet. So four engine. The number four engine came off, and I ducked it. It almost beheaded me. And uh, that was a challenging experience for a young Navy pilot. Uh, I thought the Navy was going to pull my wings. They ended up letting me be a senior flight instructor in Texas, where I was lucky enough to be officer of the year and a few other things. But it was it was pretty tough coming back from that experience. But then now you were you were injured in that in that wreck. I was not injured, and thankfully no one was injured. But the plane suffered about three and a half million dollars worth of damage. So you had a crash land it. A uh, crash landing, and yeah. it was a, a challenge. Then uh, another significant one was in. 1990, I was struck by an out-of-control car that knocked me, that actually hit me in the legs. It was a 65 Ford Fairlane. My body caved in the front of the car. It knocked me 45 feet through the air. Jeez. Had a wild out-of-body experience and uh, woke up in the Navy hospital because I was in my Navy uniform. Now, were you in a car or you were out no, on no, the street? No, no, no. I was walking along the side of the street, a 60, uh, 16-year-old kid driving his daddy's muscle car for the first time, tuning the radio, doing 100 miles an hour, went off the road and struck me. Hit me actually doing about 60. He had decelled from 100 down to 60. Jeez. Caved in the front of his car, knocked me 45 feet through the, through the air, and I witnessed that I did, did six cartwheels 10 feet in the air. And uh, Monty, I'm here to tell you, uh, I was in the hospital for a couple days, but no broken bones, caved in the front of the car, and I was flying a Navy bomber to Holland two weeks later. Wow. And so, How lucky is that? Uh, that's pretty lucky. My father says I have the most rubbery bones on the planet. <laughs> well, you must be soaking them in vinegar or something. <laughs> something, something. <laughs> and then the the biggest challenge of all was in 1994 i i was a garbage man in new jersey uh, long hair 18 years old and i always had the dream somehow of breaking the sound barrier like chuck yeager did well 20 years later almost to the day i broke the sound barrier flying an f-18 hornet off the coast of florida and i was literally and figuratively on top of the world and the next day i got a phone call from a doctor he told me that this little tiny bump on the back of my left ear was a very deep malignant melanoma tumor and that would be dead in six months had a ton of surgery 12 hours of surgery on my face neck and shoulder they removed my jugular vein my trapezoid muscle if you saw the movie face off that's what they did to the left side of my face lifted my face off took out 200 lymph nodes out of my face neck and shoulder then put my face back on and they cut off half of my ear and wow. amazingly, uh, after I had survived a year, a plastic surgeon put me back together again, and now you're able to actually look at me without losing your lunch. Yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you don't look bad. You don't look bad, that's for Thanks. sure. Thank you. So you're, uh, you're, uh, you, you're a recovering um, uh, cancer survivor uh, as well. Yes, I, I have uh, gone 10 years now cancer-free, so very, very blessed and lucky about that. And as I said, it all is part of the book, The Luckiest Unlucky Man Alive. Right. So when you experience that, that kind of, uh, with those kind of things in your life, and I, and I guess there's uh, 27 more incidents, this is there, um, it obviously gives you good reason uh, to have something to write about. So, uh, so you published your, uh, your first book. I guess that was the first time that you've, uh, you started writing, or you've been contributing to uh, several uh, other books uh, in the meantime, like The Chicken Soup for the Soul. And right. I have a, a couple Chicken Soup books that were New York Times bestsellers, Chicken Soup for the Pet Lover's Soul, Chicken Soup for the Horse Lover's Soul. 
I won some awards as a Navy, as a Navy pilot for writing, but The Luckiest Unlucky Man Alive was my first book, and then I had a book published by Simon & Schuster a couple years ago titled There's a Flying Squirrel in My Coffee. Right. Now, the Discovery Channel did a special uh, about this uh, this little squirrel that uh, you became uh, quite attached to, you and your family. And, uh, um, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about that, too, because that's an interesting story as well. Well, right. Because you wrote a book about it. Right, right. <laughs> right after that grueling uh, surgery that I kind of described, I, I was sent, I was in the hospital a while, and then I was sent home on morphine. And so trying to recover from, you know, these dramatic scars on my face, neck, and shoulder. And a veterinarian who's a friend of mine brought over this tiny little flying squirrel that was the size of a cotton ball that had fallen out of a tree. And he asked if I could take care of this little squirrel while I was recovering from my cancer challenge. And I think he knew that that this little squirrel would be a wonderful distraction from the prognosis that I'd be dead in six months, right. even though I had this surgery. Right when your mind was all, you know, was right. uh, was re uh, re uh, I guess directed towards taking care of somebody else. Right. your body was able to heal and uh, taking your mind off of the injuries that you had, rather than being fearful all the time. And you know, remember, I have boy girl twins who were six years old at the time, happily <laughs> married. Um, when you're fearful, you produce. Uh, cortisol, which is a very harmful hormone to your body, and when you're upbeat and positive, like when you have a little flying squirrel sitting on your head eating a pecan, that that uh, puts endorphins in your body, which are very positive immune stimulators, and cancer is a disease of a failing immune system, right. so if you can do anything to supercharge your immune system, such as supercharging your human spirit, which also supercharges your immune system, these are very positive things. And without me knowing it, my veterinarian friend, I mean, my, my best doctor of all, Monty, was a vet. <laughs> he right, he right. gave me, the, he delivered the best medicine. And so this little flying squirrel, Rocky, used to sit on my head, eat pecans, while I'm sitting reading the newspaper in my bathrobe on all this morphine. Well, one morning I sneezed while drinking my coffee, and I, hope I put the coffee cup back up to my lips and hear this little flying squirrel is in my coffee cup peering out of me, out at me, saying, you know, like, help. What the hell? What the hell? Yeah. What the help? Yeah. It's uh, freaking hot in here. Freaking hot in here, yeah. <laughs> and so I called out to my wife. I said, there's a flying squirrel in my coffee. And then he immediately jumped out of the cup onto my head, started licking his fur, you know, getting a caffeine buzz, I guess. And... <laughs> Monty, that's how the second book was named. Uh, there's a flying squirrel in my coffee. But the important thing was when you deal with cancer, you think that you go, why me, God? And this whole like right. thing like that. And you then you basically, and this is a common thing because I'm a consultant for the National Cancer Institute, the National, cancer Institu uh, National Institute of Health, a lot of cancer organizations. I own CancerCombat.com for what it's worth, which, right. he, which right. you helped get me. And... Um, when you're on, when you're dealing with cancer, you s truly feel why me. And if I'm anybody special, you know, you basically say there's six billion people. What makes me different? Why should God be, or whoever? Why should any power be listening to me? I'm one of six billion people. When that little flying squirrel was in my coffee cup, I called out, there's a flying squirrel in my coffee, and then a few minutes later, moments later, he's on my head. All of a sudden, I had this realization. I said, I am unique. I am special, because I have to be the only human being in the universe. 
that has a flying squirrel in their coffee right now. Right. And, and, so, and then on your head. And then on my head. <laughs> and so I'm like, I am unique. And, you know, your uniqueness is what makes you feel special that someone may be looking out for you other than right. you're just one of six billion people. Right. So, I mean, there's a philosophical side to this. There's a flying squirrel in your coffee. That's right. And so and so the Discovery Channel, I guess, you did you write in and say, hey, I got an interesting story. They came after you or what? No, I think they actually heard me on the Howard Stern show and they called me from that. How, I'm not a big Howard Stern fan, but he loved my story. He promoted it widely. And uh, he... He just, uh, he's a guy who has not had a lot of, like, misadventures, physical pratfalls like, I, like I've dealt with, and, right. and he's kind of fascinated with it. So, it, I, I think they heard me on that show, and they called up and did the discovery. They did a full half-hour show that they've been running for years. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, and also PBS did a show as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, what's even uh, more interesting is that people from the Discovery Channel are, li- are listening to Howard Stern every day. Yeah, <laughs> you'd, be, I, you'd be surprised who listens. I got a call from a Catholic priest in New Jersey. He said, hey, Commander Goss, were you were you on the Howard Stern show? And I said, well, bless me, Father, for I've said yes, I, I was. And he goes, can, can, you, can you tell me, like, you know, he said, I have a question for you. And I said, yeah, I'm sure you got a couple. And... Uh, he said, uh, well, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. I was so shocked that I got this call from this Catholic priest in New Jersey. He said, what were you doing on the Howard Stern show? And I was like, you know, tell him my story. And I, he, I, he said, well, I, I heard it and everything. So I said, can I ask you a question? What, what the hell were you doing <laughs> listening on the, you know? The, he goes, oh, uh, my constituents, my constituents listen to him. I got to be in touch with my, with my church, my flock. I'm like, okay, Father. <laughs> Anyway, that's a true story. <laughs> well, well, it seems like that those uh, those those experiences, and then um, uh, kind of landed you in some uh, some minor roles and some movies, and uh, and uh, you know I don't know how all that came about, but you, you you know an awful lot of people, and then I guess I guess uh, one thing led to the other, and you've played some minor roles in some of the more famous movies that have been recently out here. I've had a, I've had an awful lot of fun. Uh, getting cancer seemed like it was. A kick in the butt to really enjoy my life more than I was before, which I got to tell you was hugely before. Yeah. I've done four movies. I've been an extra in G.I. Jane with Demi Moore and Vigo Mortensen. And uh, Vigo's a great, great guy. He was in Lord of the Rings. Right. And uh, after that, I was in, let's see, uh, I was in Alexander with Colin Farrell, another great guy that was shot in Thailand, uh, Val Kilmer. Um, uh, John Voight's uh, beautiful daughter. What's her name? You know, John. I, I don't know his daughter's name. No, no, no. Who is the Who is an Alexander? Um, Brad Pitt's new girlfriend. Angelina, oh, Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Jolie. Yeah, yeah, she was in it. Roseanne. She is beautiful. I, yeah, baby. I went to the world premiere out in Hollywood. Walked the red carpet, and she actually ended up sitting behind me at the world premiere. Met Oliver Stone. He was a very nice guy. I was in. Their eyes were watching God picking cucumbers with Halle Berry. Which is uh, hottie number one. She is very, very sweet and very pretty. And then I was uh, recently in Lonely Hearts with uh, John Travolta, James Gandolfini, and Salma Hayek. And that's a movie that's yet to be out. And that will be be out in uh, probably three, six months. Wow. So. And it's been all these people, I got to tell you, they're all very, very nice, unpretentious, fun, hardworking people. Yeah, uh, uh, completely unlike the tabloid stuff that you read. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, you know, some of the folks might be asking, well, what in the hell does that have to do with domain names in the Internet? But uh, uh, it, it, uh, it, I'm sure people think that, you know, things lead each other to certain uh, certain directions and lead to, lead to certain things. Things happen for a reason. So how did you get in the Internet? What, what, what got you on the Internet back in the, in the days? When was it? And uh, what got you starting to buy domain names? Um, I re- actually, I believe that I read an article about this guy named Monty Khan about six or seven years ago and his sidekick, Eric. And uh, it was a very stimulating article. And then I called you up and you persuaded me to buy my name, BillGoss.com, right. which is my website now. And I made a lot of money on that website. So thank you very much for that advice. And uh, But I was, I've always been stimulated by the idea of of taking something so short and simple and sweet and turning it into internet real estate. It's like buying land. So I own over 800 domain names now, many related to real estate, cancer, a huge variety of things. Um, I remember buying one, I think it was fsdn.com, three or four years ago. Uh, Bought it for, you know, just fsdn.com. I think I paid 15 or 20 bucks for it, and... I sold it to Linux a couple weeks later for $15,000, and you handled that for me in right. terms of the brokering of it. Right, right. So so in any case, uh, that's a wrap for this week's show. Uh, my special thanks to Bill Goss for being my guest uh, and also for having a, a, a great friendship over the last uh, several years. Uh, your, your story is truly uh, inspirational to many, and uh, it is to, to me and to the, my team back in the office. Uh, we do tell lots of stories about you. We wonder whenever we see something interesting, a uh, near-death experience, we go, I wonder if Bill Goss experienced that, you know, uh, <laughs> some well, of the weirdest things. <laughs> it's been a pleasure knowing you, and I, I, I took you from a young pup with no kids to now you have more children than I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with three. You are the uh, master. Two, two and one on the way. That you is. need yeah, to yeah. be the master of your domain. Yeah, I am. I am the master of my domain. <laughs> Ask my wife. <laughs> So in any case, uh, we're uh, going to wrap uh, this week's show up. And again, my special uh, thanks to Bill Goss. And uh, next week, I'll have the .moby guys on and uh, another interesting guest. Uh, that'll be a little bit of a surprise. So uh, please join me next week on Domain Masters. Same time, Dave, same place. Uh, be the master of your domaining. Thanks. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 